Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 19. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about training your intuition to work for you. So over the last uh, few months, I have been really working on my dating process that I teach to my clients and distilling it down to like the very essence, the most important succinct principles that work for all of my clients. And one of those principles is about training your intuition to work for you. Um, Your intuition is this mysterious (laughs) part of you. I like to call it your inner self, like this is the inner you that takes in information from the world that you're not even aware that you're taking in. So we like to think of ourselves as higher reasoning beings, like we're very logical. We like to think that we analyze all the data and we bring all the data in and we weigh the pros and cons, and that's how we make our decisions. And that is true, but there's also this other part of us some people call it the subconscious, that is also weighing information that we are not consciously aware of. Your subconscious, your inner self, your intuition, your gut is weighing information that, um, like I guess an example could be micro expressions. When you're talking to someone, your logical brain is listening to what they're saying and weighing what they're saying and saying, okay, they said this, they said that, we're going to agree on this and agree on that. But your intuition is picking up on their emotional state. Your intuition is picking up on micro expressions, little movements in their face or in their body language, little movements in their... um, in their tone of voice, right? And your subconscious is processing all of this and potentially coming to a completely different conclusion than what your logical brain is coming to. So what I'm calling intuitive dating is really a three-part decision-making process that applies to dating, where you bring your intuition, that subconscious part of you, together with your intelligence, like the logical part, the part that is weighing what is being said or what is obvious and measuring all of that against what you want from your dating journey, what you want in a partner, the vision for the relationship that you set out to create, right? And so those three parts come together to help you make the very best decisions when you're dating as quickly as possible. Now, today I'm specifically talking about intuition because I have talked to many women and read, you know, what they've written to me about how their intuition always seems to let them down, right? And if you've been divorced, there could be a good reason for that. If you were in a toxic marriage, chances are your um, gut feelings, your intuition, your ideas, even your logical ideas were potentially shot down all of the time. If you lived with someone who was controlling, 
who was narcissistic, who was emotionally abusive or psychologically psychologically abusive, someone who did a lot of gaslighting where, you know, something is obviously untrue, but they insist that it's true to the point that you start to question yourself. You start to doubt yourself. If you've experienced some of this, and some of you have experienced this in childhood and in your first marriage, then yes, you may feel like your intuition is broken. You may feel like You think one thing, but then now you're in this habit of second-guessing yourself over and over and over again, and it's really, really hard to make decisions. So stepping out into the dating world can really trigger all of those past feelings of uncertainty and self-doubt because now you're dealing with many people, you're dealing with all of these guys that you are trying to evaluate and you're coming into it with so much doubt about your ability to evaluate them. You start texting a guy, everything seems to be going really well. You go on a first date, you guys click, there's a connection. You go on a second date, you go on a third date, everything looks like it's going well. Everything looks like it's going in one direction. And then all of a sudden it takes a sideways turn and boom, you're ghosted or um, he says, oh, you know, you're not for him or, you know, you you say something and it becomes this big deal. And all of a sudden, everything is the opposite of what you thought it was. And when this happens, it can really be a bummer. Like it can really make you question yourself. Like, how come I didn't see that coming? Or I should have seen that coming. Or my intuition is broken and not just my intuition, but my logical decision making is broken because I didn't see any of this coming and now I'm here. Many women will say, I don't know how to read people at all. I can't trust myself. Um, I thought this was real, but it wasn't real. How do I tell when something is real? And in the same moment that you're trying to figure all of this out, you're dealing with this emotional roller coaster, heartbreak, disappointment. You start to call into question who you are as a person, who you are as a woman, and your ability to make good decisions and your ability to be successful at dating, right? That sense of uh, fear of failure and helplessness can start to rise and start to get overwhelming. And all of this is completely understandable if this is the scenario that you are in or if you've experienced these scenarios, right? It, it, it is actually somewhat unfair that, you know, you're a good person and you're trying to go out there to create a relationship that's loving, passionate, supportive. You intend to care for the other person. You just want something where you can build some teamwork, companionship, growth, and then um, you hit this wall of failure over and over and over again. And it feels like the other people in this game are out for something else. They're just out to take advantage or they're just out to crush your self-esteem. It can kind of feel that way. So I get it. However, you're not at the mercy of um, the dating world. You're not at the mercy of the people who are not right for you or the people who are playing a game. I would like to tell you that you can train your intuition to work for you. So it's possible that your intuition hasn't worked for you in the past and you don't know how to harness it or you don't quite know how to figure it out, but it is so, so doable. 
I want to give the example of um, having a weak muscle. So maybe there's a muscle in your body. And I think this happens every time we go back to the gym. You know, you go back to the gym, you do this workout, and suddenly you start to feel all these muscles in your back that you didn't even know were there. Think of your intuition in the same way. As a muscle that you have and that works really well, but you haven't exercised it all of this time. You haven't trained it to be strong, powerful, flexible, and um, able to work for you. And all you have to do now is train it. All you have to do is start practicing working with it so that you can get the results that you want. You can go into the dating journey with a lot of motivation, and a lot of action taking, like, okay, I'm going to swipe on a hundred profiles every day so that I meet the one because maybe he's one out of a hundred. And if I swipe on a hundred people every day, um, I'll meet the one and it's just a numbers game, right? So you go in there with all of that action taking and all of that energy and you're swiping, 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 or you are meeting all these guys, or you're making all of this effort. Um, it won't work for you if you're intuition isn't engaged. Not even just because you can't tell who the right person is for you. It's because your intuition is made up of, um, it's very connected to your emotions, right? And so if you're going into the dating journey with just like a lot of like willpower and you're going to like just make it a numbers game, How you respond to people on a step-by-step basis, how you respond to people by text, who you're swiping on, how you communicate to them, how you show up on um, dates, even when you are meeting good people can make a huge, um, your emotions can make a huge difference to those interactions, right? Your emotions, the way you feel, what your intuition is telling you. All of that can make a really big difference. So you might go in thinking, I'm just going to be very goal-oriented and making a numbers game, kind of like a sales process, right? And you do that, and then you still find that it doesn't work. And if your intuition is not engaged, if your emotions are not engaged, if your state is not uh, one that supports your dating goal, then you will find that you still don't meet the right person. Or you meet the right person, and then it doesn't work out. Self-sabotage creeps in, anxiety creeps in, and you start to do things that cause the relationship to unravel. And the way I like to say it is that you can't create love from a place of feeling unloved, right? Your intuition works from a place of positive self-confidence, self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, it works from that place. It works from that place where you are so sure of yourself, where you feel good about yourself and you are listening to yourself. Remember, you have your logical brain that's using all the information that kind of like everybody agrees with in the world, like the rational agreements that we've made with ourselves. Your intuition is very personal to you. Your intuition is the voice that you are uh, using to speak to yourself. And when you are coming from a place of feeling unloved, lonely, overworked, anxious, when you're feeling unsafe or you feel like you're not attractive, you're overwhelmed, insecure, frustrated, you're feeling a lot of shame, you might be feeling numb, stressed, hurt, all of that um, will work against you being able to really Uh, work with your intuition to create what you want. Because all of that is 
kind of like all that negative emotion inside of you will drown out the voice of your intuition, right? You'll feel like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm overwhelmed. I, I, I am insecure. I'm frustrated. I, I feel shame. There's something wrong with me. When you have all of that going, you're not going to be able to trust what you are saying. So the first step to really recovering your intuition and training it and connecting with it is to recognize what is happening on the inside of you. And this first step is like the biggest step. We are often raised and conditioned to look outside of ourselves for answers, to look outside of ourselves to validate what we're doing or to validate what we're thinking. So if a thought comes up, we look outside to see, okay, is this the right thought? Is this the right way to do it? Will people approve of this? Will my mom and dad approve of this? Right? That's a little kid looking outside, wondering if what he or she is thinking is okay, looking for permission outside. Your intuition works from a place of self-trust. And self-trust comes when you are aware of what's going on inside of you, you recognize what's going on inside of you, and you know how to process and play with your own thoughts and your own feelings. Like you have 100% self-acceptance around who you are, what you think, and what you're doing. And this can really be a leap. (laughs) It can really be a leap, especially in the dating world where you go in there and you're trying to impress this other person. And if you have a lot of people-pleasing tendencies or if you haven't spent a lot of time in your own inner world, it can feel like the other person's wants and desires and thoughts and all of that immediately takes over and there's no space for you in the relationship. And it's not because the other person is trying to take over, even if they are, it's because you haven't fully developed your own inner world, you haven't developed Um, your own awareness of what's going on with you. So the very first step in working with your intuition is to recognize what's happening inside of you. And so many ways to do this, Um, getting quiet, meditating, journaling, listening. And even if you don't want to do it in a formal way, just listening to what comes up inside of you all day long and processing that like, oh, what am I feeling right now? Like, what do I feel about this? What do I want? What do I like? What do I dislike? Recognizing when you have emotional shifts during the day and learning to identify why you're having those emotional shifts, right? If you're having a positive emotion, why am I having this positive emotion? Where did it come from? What am I thinking that's creating this positive emotion, right? What has this emotion come to tell me, right? Your emotions are giving you messages about how you feel and think about the world around you all of the time. And if you take the time to listen, you can learn a lot about yourself and um, see what your patterns are what your response patterns are to the things that happen to you um, all the time. So that's the first step is awareness, recognizing what your emotional state is, recognizing what your intuition is telling you, right? And when you start to recognize that, you can act on it. Just because your intuition tells you something or just because your emotions are telling you something doesn't mean you have to act on it, right? But you can't have that choice. You can't make that choice if you're not aware, right? If you're just kind of going through life and feeling things and um, 
being moved here and the other or feeling overwhelmed or feeling at the mercy of whatever it is you're feeling and what's happening, you can't make a choice about what to do about your intuition. So first step is awareness. The second step is acceptance and allowance. And this is here because often if your inner world says something that goes against what your outer world is saying, what people are saying, or what you think people are saying, or what you think people are going to say, the first thing that can happen is that you shame yourself for what you're thinking or shame yourself for what you're feeling or beat yourself up. You might replay childhood patterns where your feelings were not allowed. Like if you got upset about something, um, the adults around you would not let you express that anger, or if you were sad about something, they would insist that you repress that, or if you were exuberant and happy, right? Some people grow up in environments where the child is exuberant and happy and very enthusiastic, and the adult shuts it down. So the second step is to not be that adult to yourself, right? Is to accept and allow whatever it is you're feeling. Let it be there, like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Okay, this is a negative emotion that I'm feeling, and I can allow it to be there. Or this is a positive emotion that I'm feeling and I don't have to shut it down. I don't have to end it. I don't have to switch over to something negative. And then finally, as you create that awareness and that space for your emotions to be there, you allow the voice of your intuition to make suggestions to you like, oh, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. This is what we want to do. This is what we'd like. You can then start to make choices around um, what your inner uh, self is telling you. You can choose to shift the emotion to something that is different if you find that, okay, well, I don't know that this is going to help me. Or I don't think this is what I want to do right now. You can shift that emotion to something else, right? Sometimes you have a negative emotion based on a thought that's just a belief that's been playing in your brain for a really, really long time. And that belief is creating negative emotions. And so you can say, okay, I'm just going to choose to shift this. I'm going to choose to think differently about this. Or you can choose to keep it. You can choose to say, okay, this is really serving me. This is like fueling some positive um, emotions in me. This is uh, helping my state to be what I want it to be. And so I'm going to choose to keep that. You can reframe what you're thinking. <clears throat> so an example would be you're going on a date and you feel nervous, right? What does that nervousness mean? Does that mean don't go on the date because, you know, your gut is telling you there's something bad that's going to happen? Does it mean you just haven't done this before, um, like since you were in your 20s and now you're having to go out on this first date all over again? Is it because you're worried that you're going to be awkward and not show up in a fun, flirty way? Like there are so many options for just that feeling of nervousness that comes up. And this is why there are no rules. Like people like to give formulas. They like to say, okay, well, just don't feel nervous. Or if you're nervous, do this. Well, you can't apply that across the board to everyone, which is why you have to train your own intuition specifically for you. Because nervousness in one woman could mean one thing and it could mean something different for another person. And this is really what, where getting a coach can help you because you can tell your friend, oh, I feel nervous. And she gives you the um, information or the advice that worked for her, but her nervousness might have been coming from a completely different space. So then you try to apply that advice and then it doesn't work for you, right? So your intuition is unique to you. You can't really just apply things that worked for other people 
to you. You have to train it for yourself. And the coaching relationship really always turns the mirror back on you. It always turns the focus back on you. Uh, Coaching is not a an advice giving space, even though we, I do teach strategies and processes, but the coaching part of it is always what's going on inside of you, what's happening with you so that you can make the very best choice about how you want to shift a negative emotion to a positive one or keep the negative emotion if it's working for what you are doing at that time. So you want to be aware and recognize what's going on inside of you, what's going on with your emotions, what your intuition is saying. You want to accept it and allow it. You want to let it be there. You want to love it. It's really a part of self-love to let whatever you're thinking and feeling be there and not shame yourself. And then finally, you can make choices. You can choose to shift it, keep it, reframe it, change it into something that works better for you. You can choose to amplify what your intuition is telling you. You know, if you are doing something that you love and you're feeling really good about what you're doing, you can choose to say, well, this is working for me, right? I want to do more of this. I want to amplify this. I want to um, have more creative ideas around dating in this way. I want to have more creative ideas around going to these spaces to date, right? So you can amplify it. It really gives you a tool Um, that can create so much for you. So that is it with um, working with your intuition. When you do that, you can start to generate more positive emotions around dating, joy, aliveness. You can create feelings of safety for yourself, passion, confidence, love. You're more relaxed around it because you kind of know what you're doing because you're like, oh yeah, I have all of this intelligence, I have all of this data, and then I also have my intuition that's working to balance out my decision-making. You'll feel more energetic and more motivated to date, and you will get better results because you'll have more creative ideas around your dating. You'll have more fun interactions because you'll feel um, more confident and uh, more certain about what you're doing. It'll be so much easier to be visible, to meet new people. And when you do get into a relationship, you're less likely to sabotage it because you'll be able to amplify the good. You'll be able to amplify what's working. And overall, working with your intuition, whether you are single or coupled, is important because that is the way to enjoy life. That is the way to figure out what you really want out of life. Go for it and make it happen. So thank you, ladies, for your time and attention today. I hope you will engage your intuition and start to become aware of your emotions and work with them. And if you would like help with this, I want to invite you to schedule a free consultation call with me. You can click on my website in the show notes to schedule that. Uh, shadecurry.com forward slash schedule dash appointment. It takes just two minutes to schedule that consult call and I can sit with you for about an hour to talk about how to apply this to your own dating journey. Thank you and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.